point to, and I want to try to express it this afternoon, exciting afternoon. I want to try to express it. It's interesting. One of my sons learns to a seder to learn one-on-one svasemis with, with our Rebbe Rev Geisler. And he teaches a lot of guys. Aaron went to the Friday Svasemes here. And there's a Svasemes in this week's parsha that I have to share with you guys, with the Chevra, because this Svasemes is the exact into words what I've learned, one of the areas that I've learned from Rev Geisler. It's made a very big impact on me. I hope I can share, and I'm going to ask Gavi, Lan, Aaron, I'm going to ask if today, if you jump in, if it hits you in a certain way, Ravelli is also a Talmud. There's a specific Svasemis, Aryeh, there's a specific Svasemis on the parsha that I can't, it like nails, and I, again, I want to study it with the guys of Rami, it nails something that I've learned from Rev Geisler. So, Leo, I want to share this with the guys. The Medrash says about Eliezer in this week's parasha, very famous Medrash. The Eilam knows, I always love the Sefer Mishle, no big chedushim, we all love the Sefer Mishle. And in the Sefer Mishle, it's interesting, I spoke to a very intelligent guy last night, a brilliant guy. He told me, I'm very interested in you, Yidin. Give me something to read, Rabbi. Give me something, like I'm interested. I've been listening to things he told me. I'm interested. I'm on to you as a brilliant man. So I, I didn't tell him. I was thinking of telling him to read Mishle. I didn't even know how to say it in English. If some, I, I would try to, there's Proverbs. Don't they call it E-C-C, e- what are they? Experts. Yeah, that's it. Say it. Say. Is that what they call it? Is that Kahelis? That's Kahelis. I almost said, so it's lucky I didn't say the fancy word. It's probably, I almost said, read, uh, think of, how do you say, Mishli. I almost said that I couldn't, it's, it's Hashem protects you. I couldn't say the words, so I didn't say it. So that's interesting. I would have had the wrong, he would have learned Kahelis. wouldn't be so bad also, by the way. Anyway, the bottom line is the Medrash quotes a Pasuk in Mishli. And the Pasuk in Mishli says, Eved Maskil, an intelligent Eved, Yimshol Biben Mavish will rule over the, 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 the bad son. Call him the bad son. There's a, in a family, there's a hierarchy. You have the children of the home. In every home, they're the kids. And then there's the Eved of the home. In the Bnei Bayis, in a home, there's the children and the Evid. And obviously the Evid is a lower status in the home. You have the kids. Of, when they sit at the Shabbos table, the Evid's in the back. When they give out food, the Evid gets last. He's a lower stature. Says Mishle, says Shloyma Melech, the smartest man who ever lived, that an Evid Maskil, an intelligent Evid, comes before Yimshal. He overpowers the Ben Medish, the bad son. An intelligent Evid is better than a bad son. And amongst the brothers, Yechalek Nachla, he will inherit amongst the brothers. The, the, the intelligent Evid will ultimately outdo a bad brother, a bad son. And eventually, Eventually, you'll actually get a nachla amongst the brothers. Says the Medrash that's referring to Eliezer. Eliezer, who's the intelligent Evid of Avram, he supersedes the bad son. Who the bad son is, I in the Medrash, I don't want to say it without explaining it, because I don't want to call the person a bad son without explaining it. But the intelligent Evid is Eliezer. And the intelligent Evid eventually gets a nachla from Avram Avinu with, with the brothers, the intelligent Evid ends up winning out. Explains the Medrash. What do you mean Eliezer was an intelligent Evid? Says the Medrash, what was, it, what was the sophistication? What was the intelligence of Eliezer? Omar, he said like this, I'm already cursed. That I'm going to be an Evid. That's an old curse already by Canaan. Eliezer comes from Canaan. His Elta Zedah, his great grandfather, was cursed. Ur Canaan, Evid Avadim He's going to be a servant. That's old news. I was nervous. Shema Yavai Kushi barbarian. Maybe some barbaric person will come. I'm going to be an Evid. So I'm worried I might be an Evid to a bad person. The Ishtabigbi, 
It's a dangerous state to be an Evid. You are very, very vulnerable to your Adain. And in Evid, I'm going to be Saibasai. No matter what, I've been promised to be an Evid. And mutavli, it's much better lishtabit bebayis hazeh. Kevaldig am bay Avram, beloy bebayis acher. And that's the Evid Maskil, the intelligent Evid as Eliezer, who accepted in a very profound way. I, I played a game with some guys this morning. I said, say a name. What comes to your mind? When you say Eliezer, Evid Avram anoichi, I'm an Evid. Eliezer, in a very profound way, accepted his avdos. You have to picture the scene. Eliezer comes tremendous wealth, and he's been sent to find the shidduch for Yitzchak. Avram was probably the most, the psukim, Avram's the most famous human being in the world. Everybody talks about Avram. He has the ultimate shame, God promised, Agad Shemecha. Avram's heir apparent, the one who's taking over, is Yitzchak. Yitzchak has the biggest name, and Eliezer's been sent on a shlichus to find a shidduch for Yitzchak. He pulls up to Besuel's house. They're going wild. He had this rich man. They never met a tzaddik like Eliezer. Eliezer's a goin, a tzaddik. He's a, he's a student of Avram Avinu, one of his primary students. You and I never met anybody in our life close to Eliezer's godless sidkus. Eliezer's like... And they are sitting there, besuel. They're going out of their minds. They never saw tzaddik like this. They see dignity, royalty, and he's the one. He's looking for a shidduch. He's been sent by Avram. They're all acting. They're cowering in front of Eliezer. They say, tell us your name. The whole city, like people are coming. Like, who is this guy? We never saw a person like this. Dignity, royalty. And he, and he introduced him, Eben Avram Anoichi. Say your name first, talk, lead them on. You know, people, it, I, I've seen people, you know, the halach is you're supposed to be Omer Dover B'Shem Omer. You're supposed to quote a source when you say something that you heard, you're supposed to quote who you heard it from. There are people, all of us, I shouldn't say all of us, I've been guilty at times, I want to say over a verb, but I don't want to quote it first. I'll say the verb afterwards, say at least for a few minutes, they'll think I'm brilliant. Like, hutch for a couple of minutes, it's geschmack. Say, right away, I heard this word from. Like, don't give me any credit, not for a minute. Eliezer, they're dazzled by him, and his first words, Ebed Avram, I'm Ebed Avram, that's who I am. For a few minutes, soak it in, they're going crazy from you. I've been an Ebed, I'm an Ebed. I'm an Ebed. He could have liked, and he didn't have to. He wasn't Meshubit. Who are you? My name is Eliezer. Later on, you say, but you want to put it in. I don't even know if it's necessary. Eliezer's mitzayos is I'm an Eved Avram. He, that's what he says. Eved Avram, I've been an Eved. And the Medrash calls him an Eved Maskil, an intelligent Eved. Why is he an intelligent Eved? Because he was worried. I could have been an Eved to anybody in the world. It was promised to my elder Zayda, Ar Kanan. And I chose to be an Eved of Avram, and I had an Eved of Avram, I accept that. Givaldi, it's better. Baruch Hashem, I other such a nice, gentle, kind, wonder, the kindest person who ever lived, Avram Avinu, he accepted it. Frek the Svas Emes, that's what it says about Eliezer, the Chazal, he's an Eved Maskil. And the Eved Maskil, he accepted that he's Eved Avram. Frek the Svas Emes, the kasha, the lechayre near the legarme of it. He did it because he stam. It's good for him. It was smart. The pasuk's praising him. It's not a praise. What's the big praise? He stam. It's good. I have a good guy, not a bad guy. What's the praise calling him an eved maskil? Maskil means matzliach. The word maskil means a matzliach. It's a big praise on a big, a great What's the praise of Eliezer? It was good business. I'm not a barbarian. I have Avram. What's Chazal nishtaymim from Eliezer? He gets the praise of the eved maskil. The, the intelligent, the successful Evid. What's the big praise of Eliezer? Any person, if I have a choice to be an Evid of some barbarian and I get to be an Evid of Avram, what's the praise? Says the Sfas Emes Adavar Nifla that applies to all of our lives and it's one of the things that I've learned from 
the Rebbe of a lot of the Chevra here, and I want to talk about it. Says the Svas Emes as follows. Avla Pirishuze Atzmai. Shaloy Allah al Daita Levakesh Derech Lotseis Mina Abdus. Eliezer could have spent his whole time thinking about ways his great grandfather was cursed. Ur Kanan, you're going to be an Evid. So he could have spent his whole time thinking, how do I become ice evid? That uh, his whole thought should have been, how do I get out of being an evid? Rak limsay tikunoi ba'avdus atzmoi. Instead, Eliezer, instead of thinking how to become ice evid, he thought of his tikun within avdus. Ich bin an evid, but I could be an evid avram. And he says, That's why he says, He says, Says the Svasem, it says, to all of us. To find this tikkun in his place, where I am to find my tikkun, where I am in the situation to figure out the tikkun. Not he didn't spend the time figuring out how to be ois evid. I'm an evid. Within an evid, hey, I could be an evid avram. Within this matziv I'm in, there's a big eitzah. Within the matzav and the difficult situation I'm in, there's an Eitzen and Avoida in this situation. And that's what Eliezer is called the Ben Maskil. So many people, all of us, you could give countless examples. I'm going to give you, I'm, a guy's, somebody's a chayla, somebody's sick. So of course, it's normal to go to a doctor to try to heal and you pray and try to heal. That's normal. What's absolutely essential to ask is within this matzah that I'm in, how can I serve Hashem? What tikkun, what, what's the avayda of this matzah? It's not always trying to escape every matzah that we're in. Escaping every matzah is a silliness that you're not yoyri that somebody put me in the matzah. What's the avayda of this matzah? Eliezer's an evid. And the natural, the natural, what separates Eliezer from everybody else, and Chazal HaMeshabeyach, the Eved Maskil, is he learns in being an Eved, but you're Shaykh to be Eved Avram. You could find the special Adon within Avdus and be Eliezer, Eved Avram. And what separates him, each person in the matzav they're in, is to find the Tikkun. Besides being somebody is sick. Besides looking for a doctor to get a refuah from the doctor. Besides praying to Hashem, the real, the emes, the right thing, emon, to get healed, they should ask, what's my tikkun mitay chayli? What, what in this matziv can I bring out? What's the avayda in this matziv that I actually can, can, can bring a tikkun and shtag? What's, where can this matziv itself bring me to? I have seen so many circumstances where guys ask Shilas to our Rebbe, where guys have asked Shilas, and the classic is to think of ways out of the uncomfortable situation. And that's of course, and there's nothing wrong with that, escaping it, getting back to a comfortable, to a more comfortable situation. And there's nothing wrong with that. The chayla should think he should go to a doctor and he should pray to heal him. But I see that there's a tikkun, if this is the matziv, what's, what's an avayda mitoich this matziv? I'm in this matziv now. What's the avayda mitoich this matziv? A guy, a guy asked, we've all had situations, you ever had a Rebbe that liked you more than you like him? That could be uncomfortable. You're like somebody's trying to reach out and you're not so into the relationship. A guy once asked, this, like this situation, what he should do. Most of us just get frustrated and annoyed. He described something a person can acquire, that there are many such relationships in your life. He described what an avoid them, what you can bring out and be miskaber, mitoich such a matzav. 
All the different goluses we went through. So it's just, uh, everybody talks about Geula. Get us out, get us Maybe within there's an Avoidah that, that, that creates a Geula. It fascinates me. I've, in, in the life of Eliezer, he becomes a Baruch. Eliezer is an Arur, an Arur is an Eved, and he becomes a Baruch. And the way he becomes a Baruch is Eved Avram Anoichi. He becomes a baruch by nailing with honesty and dignity the avoid of what an evid is. And he becomes, in that matzav, he becomes a baruch. That he's loyal and honest in the avoid of evid and accepting of the avoid of avdus. He actually becomes a baruch through that. Gula comes not when you run away from gullus, when you actually embrace gullus. It's interesting. I learned from my Rebbe in gullus. In Golis, I've learned that, that a Yid, my Rebbe has taught us from many Chazal that a Yid should be very quiet in Golis. Don't be loud. Somebody screams walking by the street, Jew boy! So my Rebbe has taught us it's Golis, it's his day, it's not our day. Don't be a day, it's our day. Don't fight back. Don't be loud in Golis. It's not, it's not, there's a behavior of a guest and a behavior of a host. So people say, I have a Golis mentality. Duh, in Golos, I have a Golos mentality. Guilty as charged. And by the way, a Golos mentality in Golos brings the Golos. That brings the Golos, that you're nailing Golos. So there's clearly Hashem wants me to be a good guest. And if I'll be a good guest, he'll let me be a host. Gaul is not when you reject Golos. Gaul is when you live in Golos. Like when you bring the tikkun that's supposed to be brought in Golos. Gaul is not because you ran away from Gaulus. Gaul is not because you reject Gaulus and don't accept Gaulus. Gaul comes when I nail Gaulus. So then, then you have a Gaul, the person who nails Gaulus. <laughs> each situation that we're in and the difficult situations, it brings an Avaida in the situation. There's a certain Avaida in that uncomfortable place that one can acquire. Life is full of these uncomfortable places. The Bachru is waiting for a Shidduch. So all he has is the Shidduch. And then he's a Shidduch. All he has is the child. And then he has a child. It's, getting mar- it's marrying off the child. And when he marries off the child, it's the loneliness that he doesn't have the child. There's a matzib. This matzib. This matzib itself has an Avaida. This matzib itself, there's a tikkun within this matzib. And Eliezer is called an Eved Maskil because within the Matzib of Avdus, he finds an Avaida, Eved Avram Anoichi. He accepted Avdus, that was like a premise of his situation. And there's a successful way of having Avdus, Eved Avram Anoichi. And he embraced and accepted Eved Avram. And, the, and he's called his Chazal Meshabeachim that Eved Avram, in the matzav he was in, not being Mechapis, just aids us not to be in that matzav. I'm in this matzav. This is the matzav. There's the situation. And there's an Avoida and an Aliyah and a Derech in the situation. And the Svasemes calls him because of that in Eved Maskil. This is, this is the lesson to us in, different, in difficult and different situations of our life. It's not always to figure out how to escape it, how to end it, how to stop it. I can't handle this. Run away from it. There's an avayda embracing the yes situation I'm in. I'm in this situation. And then I could, do, I, could do, I could do work within this situation. I can create things within this situation. We, in the house, we call our Rebbe, and it's not, it's not an oifin of making fun, we call him, it's good to be called the Golos yet, because we're in Golos, but it nails Golos. Golos is a Metzius. I wouldn't call it a Golos yet. This world is called an Olam Anasayim. A person who nails this world, an Eved Maskil, understands that the different difficult situations of our life bring an Avaida, they cause an Avaida. We spend so much of our life running from situations, praying. Most of our life is like praying to get out of situations that were perfectly designed, a perfect situation, and you're allowed to also pray, and maybe we're given that situation to also pray. But the situations of our life were created to produce an avayda. The real question is not to pray out of it. The real question is, I'm an Evid. So what's an Evid? He's an Evid Avram. That's, he found what the purpose of an Evid is. 
That's the Eved Avram Anoichi. That's the Eved Maskil, the intelligent, the way the Svasemis explains it to us. The intelligent Eved is the situation I'm in. The exact situation, there's an avayda here. We run so quickly to get out of the situation instead of to like, there are times in our life that we're uncomfortable. We have discomforts. The one who wouldn't think like this, Svasemis, would try to quickly end this uncomfortable situation. End it, end it, get out of here. The other guy would say, hey, I'm uncomfortable. There's, I'm exposed to shtickle. There's something I could bring out here in being uncomfortable. There's an avayda here. There's something I, I don't say you purposely make yourself uncomfortable. It could almost lead to that. But, but if I'm uncomfortable, then there's an avayda here in this matzah that's designed by Hashem. I'm not saying to purposely make himself uncomfortable. Not, I don't think we have to do that. But in, in finding the discomforts of our life, the own situations of Abdus of our life, in Abdus can cause, Eved Avram can cause an answer within the situation of Abdus. That's how the Eved Maskil thinks. Within the situation, he's not always running away from the situation. He's finding solutions within the situation, are specifically brought out by the situation. He's talking Eved, this is a Matthias, he's an Eved. Eliezer finds within the mats of Eved Avram There's a way of expressing this Abdus that's very beneficial. He becomes an Eved Avram. That's how the Svas, and he says to every person, to find the tikkun in the situation he's in. He's not looking for other madregas. This is the makan. This is where I am. This is where I am. Ilan, you've seen this Vasemis? Does it sound familiar from the teachings of what we learned? To me it does. To me it's like very familiar to a lot of... What do you hold, Ravelli? I've had practical things in my life with this, this resonate. I didn't see this Vasemis. I didn't see this Vasemis years ago. But the practical things that I've seen in my, from, this, from this way of thinking, the, 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 the situation of Eliezer, Avdos, and he finds within the Avdos a tikkun. I'm talking about this anyway, so I want to share. Shlomo, is it making sense what I'm saying? There's so many nisyanis in our life, so many nisyanis, even of madregas we're at, that instead of hoping for higher levels, within where we're up to, there's, there's work could be done right here. There's work and there's, there's something in this uncomfortability, in this difficult, in this situation called Avdus. We can get places, we could build something right here, right here in this, you don't have to run. How many people spend their lives running to different situations? Run, 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 <laughs> run to the next. Within this uncomfortable matzav, I can build something. I can create something. That's what the Evan Maskil, that's the aside of the Evan Maskil in the Mokim that he is. I wanted to share something that over the years we've thought about here. And I only want to share, because we're thinking right now, about Eliezer and the Evan Maskil, the acceptance of his mission. <laughs> we're told the fascinating thing, and I'm, I'm going to share a diet with, with, with the Chevra. Eliezer is asked by Avram to do a shlichus. Avram Avinu says, calls Eliezer, and he makes him swear, don't take a wife for my son from Bnei Saknani. He's given and trusted an incredible mission to find a wife for Yitzchak Avinu. There's like the future of the entire Jewish nation. Our whole people's future is entrusted to Eliezer. Amazing who Eliezer was. And Avram Avinu calls Eliezer and he says to him that I want you, he's picked, amazingly picked, I want you to find the Shidduch for Yitzchak Avinu. And he makes him swear not to take a wife from the Bnei Saknani. I don't want any Knani girl that we're living, go back to my original country, go back to where I was born, and take a wife from there for my son Yitzchak. 
Very fascinating. He doesn't want any Kenani. Go back to my hometown. Find a, find a Shidduch there. Amazing. The Drusha Saran speaks about this. Which city he chose. Very important. I don't want a wife from here. Go back to Artsia Mailadati and find an Isha Luvnil Yitzchak. Very, very fascinating. Go back to my roots. Find a wife there. It's interesting. I, I, when I was a youngster, there was a person who was like a Himmel Dikamensh. Very Shemayim Dikam person. We were in Eretz And I was very fascinated. They insisted on get, going out in America. I thought such a person is so Mufka from this earth. Like who cares where their wife is from? But they had, they used to, they have certain Shrushim. And this person who was so lofty said, Imamish felt like this Pasuk, El Eretzi Telich. I need somebody from my own experiences and where I come from. And Avram Avinu tells Eliezer, Go back to where I'm from. Find there a wife for my son Yitzchak. Very interesting. So the Eved says to Avram, the Eved says, Eliezer says to Avram Avinu, if I go there, maybe the girl won't want to come back. Should I bring Yitzchak there? Let's say that I go to the, your, your hometown, I find a girl. She doesn't want to come back. Should I tell her that I'll get Yitzchak? Remember, he's going overseas. He's going to Avram Avinu's birthplace to find the Shidduch for Yitzchak. And he's supposed to bring the girl back. Let's say she doesn't want to come back. He asks a very innocent question. Should I bring Yitzchak there? Avram says, no. He shomer l'cha pentashmas b'ni shomer. No, no, no. Yitzchak's staying right here. He's not going there. So if she doesn't want to come back, he says, if Hashem does, if she doesn't want to come back, he says, in Melisayva, Isha lech zacharecha, then fakert. Then your pater from the shvu, I'll look for a shidduch here. <laughs> That's like really bad. Why was he so worried that he... She wouldn't want to come back. Talking about the greatest person in the world. Everyone wanted to... Isn't that amazing? Interesting. He's, he's, he's calling, he's making, checking everything out. Heliosis, who would think she wouldn't want to come back? It's not so easy. I tell guys, guys have married a girl from a place. Guys have married a girl from L.A. <coughs> they say, no, she's willing to move anywhere. I always say, she might take you back to L.A. It's not that posh. It's not so posh. Maybe she won't want to do this halacha. It's very not pashit. Where you could, it's a din in Shulchanach. I learned with my family last week. We were looking up the halacha. They're halacha. Where you're allowed to ask a girl to move a girl or husband. What place? These are dinim. Serious dinim. So Yitzchak says, maybe she won't want to go. So Avram Avinu says two things he really demands from Eliezer. First of all, get a girl from my hometown, not from here. And second of all, maybe even more important, Yitzchak's not going there. Yitzchak's staying right here. So a girl from there who comes here. If a girl, no girl from there comes here, I don't want a girl from there. When I, Yitzchak's not moving, then I'll probably better off take from here. But both those things are not negotiable. Yitzchak is not going there and no girl from here. That's what he says. Eliezer swears, he swears for this matter, he agrees to the shlichus. He then goes to Besuel's house, and the tyrant, very uncharacteristic, Hazal point out, the arichos of this parasha is very unusual, a very lengthy parasha, the tyrant's always so bekitzer, a thousand years can pass in two psukim. Here the tyrant is incredibly lengthy about the story, but Eliezer then goes to Beis Besuel and he picked out, he picked out a shidduch for Yitzchak and he's telling them over what happened. And he said, my master made me swear not to take a girl from Reis Kanani. I should go to his hometown. And I said to my master, maybe the Isha won't want to come back. Now here the Ulai, when, when Eliezer is repeating over the story to Basil, that my master sent me here and said to get a shidduch from you, when Eliezer is repeating over the story, and he says, Ulai lo'i the Ulai there is spelled without a vav. In real time, when Eliezer said, maybe the girl won't want to come back to me, it spells it, Ulai alivav lamin yud. 
When Eliezer is repeating the story, Ulai is spelled Aleph Lamed Yud. There's a missing vav. Says Rashi, Eli Ksiv. It's written as if to me, Bas Haisle Eliezer. Eliezer had a daughter. Vayamachsir Limsay Eila, a trick that Avram really should marry his daughter. That Yitzchak should marry his daughter. Says Rashi, says Chazal, Eli, Ulai was like wish, wishful thinking. Pashup Shad Eliezer said, Ulai, maybe the girl won't want to come back. The drush of Chazal is, Eli, I hope the girl won't want to come back and Avram will just take my daughter. In this whole time, Eliezer really had a daughter that he wanted to marry Yitzchak. The God Ladar Yitzchak, the prize. And he had a daughter he wanted Yitzchak to marry. So it says, Ulai without a vav is written as if it says Eli. It tells us that his real hopes were Eli. I really hope he comes to me. That Avram Avinu says, you know what, Eliezer, your daughter is the Shidduch. That's in the back of his mind what he was hoping. So that's why the Ulai is without a vav. It's Eli. What was Tiferein in his heart was Eli. I want it. Rabbi Yisai, Avi Yiskasha, why is that repeated only the second time? When Eliezer mm-hmm. says over the story, he says, Ulai, he says, Eli, without the Vav Yosef, why doesn't it say it the first time, in real time? In real time in the Torah, when Eliezer asks Avram, Avram says, get a girl from Artsy Mailadati. Eliezer Ernst says, Ulai, maybe she won't want to come back. What should I do then? There it says, Ulai, Alevav Lamed Yud. In that real time, when Eliezer is repeating over the story and telling Besor what happened, instead of Ulai, it says, Aleph Lamed Yud, Eli, and Eliezer speaks out in the Gius. Eli, <laughs> wink, wink. Why is that only the second time? He should have said Eli the first time, right when it happened. The Torah should say, Ulai, without the Vav. Eliezer was hoping, it was wishful thinking. I was so scared to tell Avram. Yosef <laughs> says, why didn't he say it to Avram? Avram, maybe me. Say it outright, Avram. No. It's a good question. I like that question. I like that question a lot. Very stark a question. What, I, I may have an answer for you in a minute. What does the Chevra hold? It's the wrong time. Gav, you hear what I'm asking? What do you hold the Pshad is, Gav? So Gab says he didn't happen the first time. It was an Egeus. When he said over the story, he was like, Eli, he like happed it. So in real time, he didn't see the Egeus. It was only later on. It's funny to me why that would be, Gab, and what the Torah be teaching us by that. Like it took him time. And L'chairin, at some point, he happed Eli. It's a truth. So it's telling us when he figured it out, Hashem should have recorded when he said, maybe she won't want to come back. We have a lot of motives when he said, maybe she won't want to come back. It sounds like a very innocent question. Swear to me you'll get a girl from there. He said, a very innocent master, maybe she won't want to come back. So I always thought it's like, it wasn't an innocent question. It was actually like wishful, wistfully he was saying, maybe she won't want to come back. I hope she won't because I want for my daughter. Like, if that's the shot. So the first time, that's why he was asking, say Eli, why is it only pointing it out when he chapped it? There was an Agias that he didn't chap. Maybe he's trying to cut a deal with like Azua. He's just trying to cut a deal, like keeping it out. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, was this when he was explaining the like who's who the explanation? I think like Shlema. I think Pshat. Gab, I think Pshat. I don't think the Nagius and the Svasema says like me. The Svasemis in speaking about Eliezer accepting Eben Avram Anoichi, the Svasemis says, <coughs> it's a different Svasemis. The Svasemis in one place speaks out different than all of us learned in our life. We learned Eliezer had an Egeus. Eliezer was a loyal Evid and accepted Avdus. And it's Mivur to me that it doesn't say the first time. 
The Svasemis says in a different place. I, I, it's not the Svas, It's confusing with Svasemis because he has pieces from different years. The Svasemis writes in a different place, different than all. The, I learned Ravelli my whole life, and maybe you learned this way too. Eliezer had Nagios, and he was hoping. Eliezer did a perfect job and put aside his Nagios. That's why he doesn't say it the first time. Eliezer conquered his Nagios. Because he accepted Avram. He taka wanted and Rashi speaks out. He wanted an Avram and like Yosef asked, why didn't he tell Avram? He did. He did. And he said to Avram, Amr lo Avram, Bini, Baruch, Va'ata Arar, my son is a Baruch and you're an Arvin Achmasdag Baruch. And Eliezer completely accepted it and did his mission, which is the Chedesh of Eliezer. Eliezer accepted 100%. He put aside his Negeus and he did a mission. Hagam, the mission was against everything he wanted. He did it unbelievable, tremendous effort, despite what he wanted, because he accepted his matzim. And the rai is, it doesn't say the Negeus the first time. So why does it say it the second time? He put aside his Negeus. I think like Shloyme, he was telling Besuel, this is a girl I wanted. In every shidduch I ever read, would you take him for your daughter? <laughs> every shidduch you read, like, we wonder, would you take him for your daughter? That's always the question. Where you, you say, my ridiculous shidduch, no, and you, would you take him? <laughs> so good for you. For Yenem, it's good. And what about for you? It's easy to say it's good. Whenever you read a shidduch, you read me that shidduch, would you take him for your daughter? Your son, you take the shidduch? It's good for you. For you, it's excellent. <laughs> For you, it's excellent. The Welt says, what's a minor surgery? A minor surgery is a surgery somebody else is having. <laughs> no, you know, for you, it's not good. <laughs> what about for you? Eliezer was saying to Besuel, I want her myself. I want her myself. Bemis, I have a daughter and I'm craving for him. And he was selling the shidduch with that. He said over the... He, it doesn't say the Negeus gab the first time. The Negeus was there. He conquered the Negeus. That's why it doesn't say the Negeus. Avram Avinu said to him, B'ni, B'ni is a Baruch, you're an Ur. And he accepted, believed Shalim, and did the, did the mission on Negeus. That's why it doesn't say it. Here to Besuel, he said, I want you to know, in reading the Shidduch, that I'm craving, I wish Yitzchak would take my daughter. Now, now, now go, I'm just describing who she is. I wish, I wish, I wish my daughter could marry Yitzchak. Describing who Yitzchak is. He was reading the Shidduch. I'm sorry? He's telling the Emes. He's telling the Emes. He's telling the Emes. I want you to know that I'm, I myself, he's telling the Emes. He's reading the Shidduch. I want you to know. Is it a chiddush? To us, it's no chiddush. I don't know if Basul held. He said, I want you to know I have a daughter and I want, it, I want him badly. And I'm telling you, I'm reading you the shidduch. You should know what I'm reading you. You should know how much. I, if, if, I, if I had my druthers, you wouldn't have a chat at the shidduch. The Teretz is that my daughter's not allowed. That's what he said. That's the best way of selling a shidduch. L'chayr, it's pashup shat with me and Shleim. I'm not coming just. Any lesson like this, Gabriel, I'm coming to show the loyalty of Eliezer, the opposite. I think it's the opposite. Pashup Shad again. I, have, I don't have an agenda here. Pashup Shad, our whole life, like Eliezer had a Negeus. He said, the Svasemis says, and Eliezer didn't go with that Negeus. Even Avram Anoichi, the Metzias of the parish is the loyalty of the Eliezer. He completely put aside, and that's why the first time the Torah doesn't say the Negeus. He didn't function with the Negeus. He said over Eli that I, that I want you to know later as a way of reading the Shidduch. So the lesson is Fakert. Yeah, the lesson is Fakert. The lesson is Fakert. The lesson is Eliezer put aside Negeus. He accepted a situation that is stark. And the Negeus is speaking out that he mentioned that you should know I really wanted not as Saliyat. So Pashup shot, what's going on? Why do you need to sell it? Isn't this guy alive? Like, you have no kidding, you want it. So who does he ask my gab? I don't know. I don't know. You know, the Torah records, that, they were people. I, why this? That, that's that, Ishtab. Like, a king. I, oh, I, I would take his daughter. Yeah. Okay. You shouldn't think it's suspicious. You're here. I know you have a, uh, We heard you had a daughter too. Like, it looks a little slave. suspicious. 
When you have no shot, it's pushed. I hear. I hear what Julio like, and Gabriel asked. What's the sell? What's the sell? What does he need to sell it? Avram's the famous. Muslim I don't know. I don't know. Maybe to Bavarna Kasha. If you have a Kasha, you're coming here finding like, is there a shortage? People always wonder with Shaduch. Mechetesi us. So I want you to know. I wanted myself. I was craving. It's the best answer. I don't. I. I I'm not. I like what Hudi and Gav are asking a lot. That what, what does he need to sell it? I'm not excited that he was selling. I'm not coming out so gishmak because they're big people. I don't put my things. I'm coming to discover pshat. If the tire is recording his negios, it's in the wrong place. I like their cash. Like this, it's just funny. He needed to sell it. Avram is famous. I have a great shidduch. I think you're allowed to bavern such a cash. If he's so good, why don't you want? I, I taka want that. I lie. I wanted the shidduch myself. There's a shidduch we all want. I don't know if that's a kasha. I'm just bavarning the pshat is not that he was held by his negis. Chazal speak about Eliezer's full acceptance of his situation. The Eved Maskil. So I'm just explaining in pshat if, if what a lot of us learned when we were youngsters that Eliezer had this Nagios and it held him back, it's in the wrong place. Unless you say like Av, like he called it out later, it's in the wrong place. It was Elites the first time. The, the Svasema speaks this out. The Svasema speaks out that he put past his Nagios. That he didn't, the Nagios did no, the Nagios had no shlit over him. He put past his Nagios. There's, there's a, I, there's a, there's a chazanesh. There's a chazanesh in Amunah Betochen who speaks out, Yair, like this. He says, great people are able to push away Nagios. Great people can push Nagios. People say about a Rebbe or a Shishiva, he just has Nagios. He's telling me to stay in yeshiva because Nagius for his own yeshiva. Big people are able to push away Nagius. All of us, I should say big people, every yid could push away Nagius. The Chazanish writes that people say, what do you mean you can't push away Nagius? It's a pasuk that bribery blinds. So he says that's only in court. It only bribes because the Allah is. You're not allowed to take shaykhan. If there'd be no Allah, you can't take Shaykhat, it wouldn't blind. Since Zedin, in life, a person can put away his Nagios. And Eliezer most definitely put aside his Nagios. And the story is somebody, Ebed Avramanoich, who fully did his mission, who accepted the conditions and situations of his life and did his mission. That's the story here. The Negeus that he calls out was not in any way impact shlichus, and that's why the first time it doesn't say it. What it speaks about the second time, maybe that was a sales pitch. Hudi and Gav don't like that he's sold that way. I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm why is not... it recording a sales pitch? Huh? Why is it recording a sales pitch? So, that's a good kasha. Hudi says of what? That's a good kasha. That's a very stark kasha. Hudi asks, why would the tire record his sales pitch? I like that kasha a lot. Of what significance? Who cares how he sold? You should know. I wanted her. I would say to that, I would say to that, whatever Vezi says, that Be'emes is shtickle embarrassing, that exact opposite. That Kasha, I would say, that for the mission, he was willing to be Mevayish himself. That Be'emes, he said, I'm an Ur. And for his mission, it teaches the opposite of Nagius. If you want Hudi's Kasha, I like more and more as I get older. Then why the Torah record? Oh, it's a cute, happy shot, a good sales pitch. Why the Torah recording? Who cares his sales pitch? He probably said a lot of things about her. It's not Torah. I think Gulfoot saying that he's willing to be Mivayish himself for the, to do the job. The opposite. That he's willing. He, he said, I've been an error. I wanted her badly. And he did that for the mission. And it's teaching us the loyalty to mission. He was willing to say a very embarrassing zach to do his mission. It comes to the exact opposite I thought when I was a kid. But it's probably just Karavala Pshat. I'm not like being happy. When I was a kid, it spoke with Eliezer and he like, hey, really wanted. And it, somehow, he did everything Gishmak, unbelievably Gishmak. And he did it so Gishmak that he was willing to be Mevayish himself. So I have something Shabbish to tell you. I really want her. I've been a shtickle loser. I'm, a, I'm an horror. And he's willing to be mevayish. He didn't need to say that. In doing the shlichus fakert, he was mevayish himself. So that's why it said the sales pitch. It wouldn't matter. Hudi and Gav said, did it need a sales pitch? You're allowed to give a It doesn't bother me there was a sales pitch. The cash I would ask, what does the Torah record? What is sales pitch? Who cares? 
The answer is that his sales pitch speaks about loyalty to the mission, even to be Mevayish himself. I think in Pshat, that's how I see the story today. I don't know another Pshat. Eliezer was Mevayish himself and spoke lowly of himself because of a loyalty to a mission. He was so loyal to the mission, he said, let me tell you a little embarrassing story. I'll, I'll be honest. I really wanted it. And why did Torah record his thing? To describe loyalty to a mission. That Eliezer is Eved Avram I was given a mission, and he's loyal to the mission. He put aside his own negiyas. L'chayri, that's true, Mshat. The Svasema speaks this out, that despite his negiyas, he doesn't say, like, what he's addressing. He speaks out, despite his negiyas, he was completely put it aside and did the mission loyally. The Svasema speaks out. He doesn't make the dirk that it doesn't say it the first time. He doesn't say it was a sales pitch. He doesn't speak all the sale. He just says, and despite the negiyas, he did it fully loyally. It's different than we heard when we were little, that he had a little negiyas, and Somehow, like suggesting he didn't do it loyally, I don't see that in the psukim. I mean, who do you mean to ask why it should say only this pasta? Like, this is the most important pasta to say. <laughs> no, he's asking, like, what's. I w- you could have skipped the whole. Uh, why does it say his sales pitch? What's the what's difference? He doing now? What's his mission? What's his... Right. right. But I don't care how we did it. It doesn't record all the mindless. It's such a. To What's know, the what, to know who he was, what he was? You're saying that Tzedkus to learn from this parsha, like what it means, to like to put everything to focus on mission and. If it, no, my point of he would say some sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the MS. That's the MS. <laughs> it's too upsetting, like, say it out. Yeah, yeah. Speak the truth. Einstein says something to do about being an R. You see later on, he becomes a Baruch. Eliezer later on, that he became a Baruch. Pashtas through this, he becomes a Baruch. When you, when you're, when you accept your matzim, yeah. Yeah. Interesting that he tells him this. I'm very fascinated from base Pesuel. We learn how Lachis, the Magan Avram, says when guests comes that you should feed them before you don't ask questions, just put out food. You know, people ask guests, Are you hungry? That irks me. Yeah, are you hungry? You want something to eat? It's like the dumbest question in the history of questions. Most guests, if you ask, you come somewhere, you're hungry? You're thirsty? <laughs> you haven't went to somebody and they say, you're hungry, you're thirsty. Your mouth's like stuck together, you're so thirsty. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I'm sorry. What do you want me to say? Yes? Nobody says yes. What do you want me to say? Cook, bring it on. And the psukim, <laughs> it's not what we say. So the Magad Avram brings a deal. The Magen Avram brings a diuk that Vayusem Lufan of Lechel, when he comes to base Besuel, they put food in front of him. and he says, I won't eat Adashem Adam Dibarti. He obviously didn't want food, so why they put food there? Tayyar records like this mistake that happens. They put food in front of him, Vayusem Lufan of Lechel. He says, I don't want to eat, so why'd they put the food there? And why'd the Torah record this little mistake they made? They made a mistake. Says the Magan Avram that you give guests, don't ask. You put food in front. You put food in front of the guests. I used some lufan of lechel. They didn't ask him if he's hungry. He, to the point that he said, I don't want to eat, I want to speak first. But without asking him if he wants food, they put food, and we learn that Hagab. It's interesting to me that we learn from Beis Besuel, and the Torah always, the Derek, Reb Miller is very much, Reb Miller very much speaks this out. When the Torah says a small detail, it's teaching you from what it says to what it doesn't say. And you learn that their Anhaga was an Anhaga of Chesed. Duran speaks out that they had good midas based Basul. I know we learn about Lavan, and Lavan was not a wonderful character. The Ran, the Drushes Haran speaks out that they had good midas by base Basul. And it's interesting that Halachis of Chesed we learn from Basul's house. 
We learn how to treat guests, and the Torah is teaching us why he went to base Besol. They had good midas. Besides teaching us the way to behave to Archim, we learn that Avram Avinu sent to Balei Chasadim, to kind and good people, to good midas. And they went to Beis Besul. There were good midas there. And we learn halachas in Achnasas Archim from Beis Besul, which is why Avram Avinu sent them. The way Reb Miller learns the Psukim always is the little stories. Hinei ba'ayel. So Reb Miller says, we learned this was her way. It says one time she's in the ayel, you learn she was a tzenua. It says, Vayusem Lufan of Lechol is the Torah's way of saying they're on Haga. They were kind and generous and would put in front of Archim, Eichel. And it speaks that out to understand. Avram Avinu chose that home, which we certainly, we learn, and we learn Besuel trying to kill Eliezer. We learn like uh, really scary stuff about Besuel and Lavan. The Torah teaches us that it was a house of kindness. The Jerash Saran says it was a kind house. Now, Lavan was not a, you know, we, we learned Lavan was a liar and tremendous Averis Lavan did. The house by itself was a kind house. We learned halachis of Achnasis Archim about the house. We learned to put food in front of guests. Don't ask. You don't ask. You put it in front. If they don't want, they won't take. If they do want, they will take. Just serve. Put, put a drink in front. Put a little machel. When guests come to us, don't offer. You don't ask. Do you want something to eat? They, will let, they won't say yes, and you, didn't, you weren't yet to being a good host. Somebody comes to your house, you put some machel. You put a kibbutz in front of the person. That's the derech. You put food in front of the person. Food, drink. And then if the person doesn't want to eat, they don't have to eat. You're not forcing. Nobody's pressuring. The Allah is the guests are allowed to eat without being told to eat. Now there's an oymek here in Chesed that I want to speak about. The, the, the Mepharshim say that you see that a guest is allowed to eat and doesn't need to be told to eat. Because they put him front, and he says, I won't eat. Who said he could eat? Eliezer said, I won't eat. Um, nobody said you could. You see from here that if it's just in front of you, you're allowed to eat. What I want to say, and this I didn't see the Paiskim speak out, that you shouldn't tell a guy to eat either. Don't pressure him, yes, to eat. That's also bad. Nobody wants to be pressured who said he wants to eat. The halacha that you're allowed to just eat without being told, and this I didn't see in Paiskim Ilan. I think the pshat is because you're not supposed to say eat either. I've seen places where people pressure a guy to eat and drink. He doesn't want to eat and drink, frankly. It's not what he wanted. People pressure you. Sometimes they have a guest. He, who said he wants to eat? Maybe he doesn't like meat. I don't know. You, you, people pressure. And a guy's like forced to eat things he doesn't want to eat. I don't think you pressure guests to eat either. And I see that in the psukim. Vayusam lufan of lechel. They put food in front of him. Yair. And they don't say eat. La lacha. You don't have to be told to eat and you can eat. Now, why, why, why shouldn't you have to be told to eat in order to eat? The answer, Am said, this I didn't see in Paiskim. This I didn't see anywhere of Ezi. And I don't know if I'm right, but I don't think you're supposed to say eat. Now, I didn't see that. I have to be honest. I only saw in the Paiskim that a guest is allowed to eat without being told to eat. I'm claiming the reason that is because you're not supposed to say eat. You can't have that discussion because you can't put pressure. Who do you mask? I, I bothered that the Magan Avram doesn't speak this out. He, they do speak out the Paiskim that you're, I don't think I saw them speak out. Again, Shimmy fact checks and usually will correct me and I'll share with them if Shimmy corrects this. I don't think there's a din. I don't think there's a din. But I don't think you should tell guests to eat. Put the food and don't pressure. So it's there. If he wants, he will. If he doesn't want, he won't. And the psukim say, he said, I don't want to eat. You don't have to tell him to eat because you don't want to pressure the guy to eat. The food goes in front. The drink goes in front. And then the fella has choices. He either takes it or doesn't as he sees fit. You didn't pressure him to eat. Mask moods. I had a mice when I was a youngster. A man came to the house. Got a huge Tamil Chacham. And I, like, I felt that I pressured him too much to take a drink. I knew this. Mm. He's supposed to just give drinks and not offer. And I like a little pressured him, I think. And he choked. We called that Salah. I kid you not. We mm. called that Salah. In my house on Euclid. I remember who the Yid was. We called that Salah. Tamil Chacham. It was embarrassing. He like choked. It was, it was a scene. 
I said I just did the halacha, but it could be I pressured him to drink. You put drinks in front, I mean, like, it could be felt even a little pressure. He said something later when he came to. You put food and drink in front, don't pressure, yes, don't pressure, no, it's there. Put mask in yeah, yeah. The Yemenite Yidn have tremendous madregas in Achmas Asarachim, I've seen it. My mishpach is very, very close to the Hari family. Tremendous madregas in Achmas Asarachim. I went to the house, the way they feed you, they have tremendous, they have a lot of things that are very messiah from, from Doris Kadmainim. And you learn behaviors that are very Yiddish. And big people, you go to them, they serve you food. The Baba Sali was like that. Big people are that way, but never pressure. The food's there, the same. Come, you want, you don't want, it's all there. And then you, you have a choice. You can eat and drink, you cannot eat and drink, that's the way to do it. I use some Lufan of Lechel, the food's there, and then you never, he never was told to eat, and he has a decision by the guest. It's completely the guest's choice. This guest says, I can't eat. Vaiter and Pshat in the Torah, he doesn't want to eat till he speaks his words. Ever Avramanach, have a mission. He's not thinking about his own machol. Vaiter, the same sogya. Ever Avramanach, you have a mission. And he's not distracted by his own needs, his own wants. The same sugi of giving up a lie is like, Uchal, I can't, I'm not going to eat Adam Dibarti, Dvarai. Shulduk, I'm not thinking about my own Tzrachim now. I have a mission. And he says, I can't eat until I speak my words. So they say, speak, okay. And then he says, Ebed Avramanach. I want to explain who I am. Ebed Avram, that's my Mitzias. That's what I'm thinking about, Ebed Avramanach. Interest. I want to end with this. I want to end with one more thing very quick. Very, very quick. There are all different languages for prayer. And in this week's parsha, Yitzchak creates the prayer of Mincha. And Mincha is called Sicha. Mincha is called Sicha. Sicha means chatter. Sicha means chatter. The, the Gemara in Sokka last year's Masech, the Sicha Schulen Shal Tamilcham Tzarech Badika is the Sicha of Chulen. You can have Sicha of Kaidish, but Sicha means chatter, to speak. You can have Sicha that's Kaidish, Sicha Schulen, but Sicha means to chatter. That's very interesting. Prayer has all different names. Why Mencha is called Sicha? I want to offer a Pshat. There's a challenge of chakras, there's a challenge of mincha, and a challenge of mayrav. They're all very unique challenges. The challenge of chakras is rizos. People are tired. And the challenge of chakras is rizos. It fascinates me that who made up chakras? Avram Avinu. Avram, the, uh, the ava, the zaris, the, the, the sense of passion, Vayaretz, he made up Shachris. And the challenge of Shachris is Rizos. Shachris is early in the morning. People are slow and tired. Get up and daven is difficult. That's Shachris. That has its own challenge. The challenge of Minchas, I'm so in the middle of my day. I'm so busy with stuff. Mincha, especially the winter, Chach the summer, a guy could daven at least, it's the end of his day. Mincha in the winter, everybody's in the middle of work. At Pasha, it's nine to five. You got a daven in the middle of the day. We're so in the middle. God, I'm so busy with stuff. I'm overwhelmed with stuff. In Mitten, I stop. That's the challenge of Mincha. I'm so in the middle of stuff. I'm busy, Yashem. So in the middle. And Mincha, I think the only way to win the challenge of Mincha is that Tfilah is Yuchat, a person chaps that everything's from Hashem, and he lives with a sense of reality, that everything's from Hashem, so all the things you're in the middle of, who is running, who is controlling, it's all from Hashem. That everything's from Hashem. So what do you tell him? So busy, Hashem? First, if you're busy in Ruch Niyazach, and you're working for him. If you're busy in Gash Niyazach, and he controls that. That all the matters of our life are run by Hashem. I always wonder that the word sicha means talk. I have found many people in Eitzah for better prayer. People, when they pray, pray very religiously. They, <sighs> Did you ever talk to your mother like that? Try praying talk like you talk to mama. 
say, God, I want to share a few things. Hi, God, good afternoon. And I want to share a few things. Talk in a very, the same way you talk to your friends. God, it's like this. Oh, my God, I'm going through hard. Say it to Hashem. God, <laughs> talk to him, talk to him. I'm going through stuff. To use the words you use to people. A very, very, very smooth, talk the way you talk to people, full sentences, and talk to Hashem that way. And I found it to be a tremendous Eitzim prayer. You all of a sudden mechaben better. I think the challenge of Mincha, if it became more natural and fluid, you wouldn't have a problem stopping your day for it. It wouldn't feel like an interruption of the day. It's not now I'm getting religious. I need to talk to God for a few minutes. It's part of my day. The challenge of Mincha is I seem to have something that's like an interruption of the day. Sicha is natural. And the, cha- the answer to the challenge of Mincha, Sicha, I said, to talk to the boss for a few minutes. It's not, you wouldn't consider middle of work, if, you, if you're middle of work, that you speak to the boss about the company. Whatever you're involved in, it's very, very natural to stop and talk to the boss as part of your day. Sicha is the most natural form of prayer. And that Mincha is called Sicha says something to me. It might be very, very involved in the challenge of Mincha, in the solution of Mincha, Sicha. There's a challenge of Mayrev, a challenge of Shachras. Mayrev has a tremendous, tremendous oymek, oh, that it's late at night, it's dark, people aren't feeling prayer. has its own oymek of, of davening mitoich Mayrev as its own oymek. It's very fascinating to me that Mayrev is called the Rishos, and it's part of a solution. Very, very interesting. But we're talking about Mincha today. Have a great, great Shabbos. Thank you. Sicha, Sicha. Mincha is called Sicha. Okay, that's just, it's a longer conversation. I don't want to speak about Sicha and Miss Sicha. There'll be a quick minion for Mincha next door. Yashikar Rabbi Seh.